Do you ever feel you don't deserve your achievements? After you do something successfully, do you dismiss it as just good luck or you were in the right place at the right time? Do you sometimes ever think to yourself that you may have quote-unquote tricked people into thinking that you're more successful or more knowledgeable than you really are? If you struggle with this imposter syndrome, you're far from alone. I want you to understand that every accomplishment did not come to you by chance. You are amazing at what you do. You must learn to own and celebrate your achievements. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited to welcome you to yet another episode of the Next Level on Purpose podcast. The Next Level on Purpose podcast is a podcast for trailblazing professional women who are feeling disillusioned in their nine to five jobs. Deep inside, you know that you're very, very gifted, but you have fear and insecurities around leaving that comfortable, cushy job to launch your own heart-centered, purpose-fueled business. If that is you, then this podcast is for you. My name is Joanne Muturi. I'm a life purpose coach and business mentor for trailblazing professional women who are looking to align with their passions chart their soul's path, and build a successful business that intentionally nurtures their best self. You know, one of the things that I have come to understand as I have coached numerous women is that in that quest for your life purpose, in that quest for pursuing that which you truly desire, sometimes that journey can take longer than we anticipate. And many of us, by the time we get to this point, we are at the point where enough is enough. So this podcast really is for women who are wanting to find their purpose and alignment, not just in life and in business. And if you're eager to do the work and are fed up with mediocre living and playing small, you know, it's time to play a bigger game and impact the world in a way that is truly, authentically you, then snuggle in. I have something for you today. This is the podcast for you. You know, one of the things that I have been hearing a lot of my clients speak about very frequently, and I get asked this question in numerous forums, is about imposter syndrome. And on this episode, yours truly will be sharing with you what imposter syndrome is. For some of you, it may be a familiar term. For others, you may be like, what is she talking about? Then worry not, I'm going to take you through that. Because what happens is a lot of us, especially as we climb the career ladder, even as our businesses grow to bigger heights, it's very easy 
to be like, you know, all this time I've lived up to societal expectations. And you know you're so capable of so much more, but there's still something that is shackling you up, something that is holding you back from really, really pursuing everything that you want to do. And what I've learned is that sometimes you just need to understand what is happening. It is so important to understand some of these things from a psychological perspective so that you can be able to know what you're grappling with. You know, there's a statement that goes like new levels, new devils, but I have learned to change that to new levels, new learnings. So today you're going to get some new learnings as you move to that next level on purpose, because as you learn to give yourself that permission to dream big and to do big and to be unapologetic in what you do, you may find that you're going to grab some people off the wrong way you know, and that's part of this process. That's why you need to be in community with people who get it, people who understand what it means to pursue your purpose. Like it is the last bus of the night. And this is where the imposter syndrome comes in. So let's talk a little about what imposter syndrome is. Imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon in which you feel like you do not deserve your accomplishments. You know, if you're listening to me and you're like, wow, that sounds familiar. Listen, this affects over 70% of highly successful people. And some of the things that imposter syndrome brings about is that you might feel like you don't belong. You might feel like you don't deserve success. Or sometimes the feeling may be like you are out of place and that you at some point may be exposed by others as a fraud. As I have worked with numerous successful women, especially in the corporate space and in entrepreneurship, people with imposter syndrome, one of the biggest telltale signs is that they are unable to internalize success. You know, for example, someone who has won numerous awards, numerous accolades in the workplace, maybe like probably employee of the year, deep inside they're like, hmm, great, you know, this is wonderful, but they still have that inner sense of feeling like a fraud. They might think to themselves that these awards that they have received are just luck and that they manage to pull the wool over everybody's eyes and that they will soon be found out as nothing more than a fraud. And they end up having this feeling like they are an imposter, that they don't really deserve that success. And deep down, you know, if you struggle with this imposter syndrome, you feel like a fraud. Your accomplishments, sometimes you relegate it to the back and you say that, hmm, this is as a result of serendipity. This is as a result of luck. And what it does without you really knowing at the back of your mind, it reflects a belief, very subconscious, that you are inadequate and an incompetent failure, despite, and get this, despite the evidence over and over again that you are a highly skilled and successful person. You know, during my time working 
with the United Nations, I had the privilege with working with people at very high levels. And sometimes very top UN officials would come to my office. I talk about, you know, director general. I'm talking about people at a very senior level and they would come to me for financial advice because in my previous life, I was in the financial space advising people at a very high level. And, you know, you can imagine when the someone at the top tier of the United Nations is seeking financial advice from you, let me personalize it from me. Sometimes I would be like, who am I to give this advice? This person knows so much more in other areas. Why am I the one who has been given this task? And oftentimes, very actually almost 100% of the time, these people will tell me how brilliant I am, how smart I am, how much I have saved them from losing money, how much I have given them advice that could completely change their lives and the lives of their children. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, but this is a bit obvious stuff. You know what I mean? And that's what imposter syndrome does. It makes you feel like, mm, this is a bit obvious. But no, it is not obvious because if it was obvious, these people would not be coming to you. They would not need your help. So I'm going to give you some questions that will help you identify if imposter syndrome is something that you may be grappling with. And just so that I may encourage you, this is something that happens to successful, high-achieving people because your standards for yourself, generally, even before other people said the standards for you are already very high. So these are some of the things that I want you to think and you can write a yes or no. If you're driving, please do not do this. Take the time to do this exercise later because it will help you. Do you ever feel you don't deserve your achievements? Do you ever worry that people will find out you are secretly not worthy. After you do something, you know, successfully, do you dismiss it as just good luck or you are in the right place at the right time? Do you sometimes ever think to yourself that you may have quote-unquote tricked people into thinking that you're more successful or more knowledgeable than you really are? Do you apologize for yourself even if you did not do anything wrong? Do you feel like your success is overvalued by others? The other day, a friend of mine left me a very sweet voice note and she was just uploading the work that I do, specifically after a recent event that I did here in the United Kingdom at the end of April. And she sent me this message saying that you're probably one of the most brilliant trailblazing women that I know in the Papa space. And I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, I sat back and I was like, who is she talking about? And I asked her exactly that. And she was like, you, you are amazing at what you do. You are a trailblazer. You're blazing your area. You are doing exceptional things. And I kept thinking to myself, exceptional things? That is what imposter syndrome does. And why I'm giving that example is because sometimes it's so easy to look at other people and think, oh, their, their lives are just perfect. 
they are okay. They do not grapple with the things that you, you know, are grappling with. But I want to let you know that you are not exempt. You are not alone. There are others who are going through this. And that's the thing with imposter syndrome. It affects many high achievers. You know, and as a high achiever, it's very easy to be like, this is just luck. It's just good luck. And as somebody said, (laughs) it can be a hot mess of harmfulness. Because what happens is that it stops you from really performing at the level that you want to do, the level that you want to really expose yourself in your area of expertise. And as, and depending on a person's background, sometimes it's your personality, sometimes even race and religious affiliations and different life circumstances can cause one to go through this imposter syndrome. And I'm going to take you through a bit more on this subject because I feel that it's something that we can really peel layer after layer after layer. And there's an expert that I love to follow. Her name is Dr. Valerie Young. You can check her out. And she's categorized this imposter syndrome into several categories. And I'm going to take you through this because this work that she has done has been built on decades of research studying fraudulent feelings among high achievers. And I want to say this, if you identify and feel that you're one of these categories that I'm going to share, worry not, because what I have done is with each subgroup that I'm going to list for you, I will also give you tips that can help you be able to deal with that. So the first one, the first category that Dr. Valerie Young has shared or has written about is the perfectionist. I'll raise my hand up here. I'm a recovering perfectionist, thank God. But I want to talk about the perfectionist. Perfectionism and imposter syndrome, I will tell you this, hands up, they go hand in hand. Think about it. Just think about in normal life. Perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves. And then when they do not reach these goals or they fail to reach that goal that they have set for themselves that is extremely high, they experience major self-doubt and start getting feelings of anxiety and worry about measuring up. And perfectionists can be control freaks, feeling like if they want something done right, they have to do it themselves. I've encountered situations where Somebody has the opportunity to delegate some tasks, but in their heads, they do not feel like anybody can do it better than them. Have you ever been accused (laughs) of being a micromanager? Whether you're an entrepreneur or you work in a corporate space, do the people who report to you say that you micromanage them? This is where imposter syndrome is wearing its ugly head and we're going to go deep into this. You know, you know that 
you should delegate a bit more, but you have difficulty in delegating. And even when you're able to delegate, you feel frustrated and disappointed in the results. And then when you miss an incredibly high mark, insanely high mark, I must add, do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for your job and then ruminate and fester around this for ages? Feeling that you let yourself down, feeling like your work was subpar. Because in your head, with your imposter syndrome tendencies and your perfectionist tendencies, you feel like your work must be 100% perfect 100% of the time. I'm going to stop right there and say that the only perfect person is the man Jesus Christ. <laughs> the rest of us, we're fallen beings. We can set a standard of excellence, but we cannot set a standard of perfection because we will always fall short of that. For this person, you know, this perfectionist tendency person, what happens in their belief or in this realm that I'm speaking about? Success is really satisfying because they're always believing they could have done better. And let me tell you, this is not productive, neither is it healthy. You must learn to own and celebrate your achievements. If you want to, number one, avoid burnout. Number two, find contentment and also cultivate self-confidence. I remember when I was a brand new coach and I would get a new client or I would send out an email and it does really well, or I would be invited to speak at somebody else's uh, event or forum. And I would not even take time to celebrate these things. I would be like, okay, wonderful, that has happened. Good, good, good. You're making progress next. And many times I would look back and I'd be like, later on is when I'm like, that was a very major thing, but I never took time to celebrate it. And one time a coach of mine asked me on a coaching call when I shared with her a big win that I had. She asked me, how are you planning to celebrate? And I just burst into tears because I realized for so long I had not been celebrating, had been like, oh, okay, beautiful, next. Running after the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And what happens is that what you do not celebrate just bypasses you. And that's what I'm saying, because you're pursuing the next thing without even taking time to be happy with what you have easily could lead to that burnout. Number two, you could find yourself at just a discontent person. And there's nothing like lack of contentment. Contentment is one of the virtues that I pray for every single day. I'm not talking about settling. I'm not talking about just accepting things the way they are. I'm talking about being in a set where you're happy with what you have, but at the same time, you are still striving for better. And when you do this, you find that your self-confidence builds naturally. Also, in this imposter syndrome subsector of perfectionism, I would encourage you to learn to take your mistakes in stride. 
understanding that they're a natural part of the growth process. Remember what I said earlier, new levels, new learnings. And when you're learning something new, give yourself that room for error. You're human and it's okay. And then learn from the mistakes. Use the mistakes as feedback. And then go back and see, how can I improve on this? How can I make this better? And then if you've been one of those people who has been procrastinating because of your perfectionism traits, I would encourage you to understand that growth is necessary and you must push yourself to act before you're ready. Force yourself. Sometimes that's what it is. Force yourself to start the project you've been planning for months. I had been planning to launch this podcast for such a long time. And oftentimes I would say to myself that I'm going to launch this podcast. I'm going to launch this podcast when the time is right, when circumstances feel right. And it took the death of a dear friend who kept telling me, I can't wait for you to launch your podcast. When it hit me that she will never get to listen to my podcast, that within a week I literally put my ego aside, I put all these other conflicting things aside, and I just said to myself, I'm going to sit and launch this podcast. I got my podcast team to support me, and in no time I launched. But I had to push myself to act even though I felt I was not ready. Now, many, many episodes in, I ask myself, what were you waiting for? What were you waiting for, Joanne? The truth is, There will never be a perfect time and your work will never be 100% flawless. The sooner you're able to accept that, the better off you'll be. So how do we fix this imposter syndrome of perfectionism? So what we're going to do is use something called the GEQ method. The GEQ method stands for good enough quality. Can someone repeat that after me? GEQ method, good enough quality. In other words, what we are looking here for is to give something that's good rather than strive for perfection. And because as a perfectionist and as a recovering perfectionist myself, I know that a lot of time is spent in preparation. So how do you break that cycle of preparing endlessly? You break that cycle with action. So I want you to take action. And how you embrace being non-perfect or moving from this perfectionism tendency is through action. I'm going to give you some uh, affirmations that you can use that can help you in order to fix this one. So the imperfect affirmation that I'll give you is say that it's okay to be 75% done than 100%. Done is better than perfect. Another affirmation that I'm going to give you is it's better to do it well now, then wait and do it perfectly later. Because who tells you about tomorrow? Keep repeating this affirmation and take the necessary action. The second one that we're going to talk about, the second um, imposter syndrome tendency 
that we have is the superwoman or the superman. <laughs> I understand that we have a few good men who listen to this podcast. So the superwoman or the superman. And this person just loves to take on more responsibility. They do not know how to say no. The word no to them is a very difficult one to say. And I always tell my clients, no is a complete sentence. And this superman or superwoman is always trying to outdo their colleagues, work harder than their peers. This person has a people-pleasing tendency that they may not even recognize. They juggle so many tasks at once, almost to the point of burnout and over-exhaustion. They're always overwhelmed because they're doing one task after the other after the other. So is this you? If you're a superman, superwoman, is this familiar to you? You juggle multiple tasks at once. So here you are, you have work, you've decided that you're going to do a PhD program, and then you decide at the same time, you have all these chores to do in the house, you cannot delegate your housework to anybody. And then you also have a side business that you're launching, and you find yourself even at work, almost always working overtime, even past your normal working hours, you find that you're neglecting important relationships. Your children, your spouse, people close to you are always saying that they feel neglected, that you're always working, that you're putting too much time into your work. And I want to say this, as an imposter syndrome superwoman or superman, chances are you are a people pleaser. You strive to do good not only for yourself, but for others. And you think in your head, right, that by taking on extra responsibilities, you're going to impress people or that you're going to look good to people, to your boss, to other people in your life. And I can tell you that this is just a false cover-up for your insecurities. Some of you will catch feelings as I speak this, but you will understand what I'm saying. You are struggling with imposter syndrome. So in the midst of your quote-unquote real deal colleagues, you want to push yourself to work harder and harder so that you can feel that you're measuring up. And then you work overload. You're working so much that this may not only harm your physical health, but also your mental health and can also be very damaging to close relationships with others. So if you're not convinced that you could be in this category, I'm going to give you some examples. Do you stay later at work than the rest of your team, even past the point that you've completed that day's necessary work? You know, there's always that colleague that they finish their work, but they're still lingering in the office. What they are doing, who knows? 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., they're still there. Do you get stressed when you're not working and find that when you have moments of downtime or you consider downtime to be a complete waste of time? Have you left your hobbies and passions dumped them by the wayside because you need to sacrifice the time that you have for work. So your hobbies, 
the things that you love to do, your passions. You've just laid them on the side because you're like, you know what, work fast. Do you feel like you haven't truly earned your title despite numerous degrees and achievements? So you feel like you have to show people and prove to people that you deserve that title. You know, you're probably very senior in your organization. So you want to prove that by working harder and longer, you want to prove your worth that way. So I'll call this segment of people the superman or superwoman, the imposter workaholics, because there's a validation that you're addicted to that comes from working and not to the work itself. So that validation is not coming from the work. It is coming from you putting in those additional hours that nobody has even asked you to. So how do you fix this? You know, one of the things you have to do is to start training yourself to veer away from external validation. And no one should have that power to make you feel good about yourself than you. Even your boss, when they give you your project, a stamp of approval. And also, should you receive criticism, please do not personalize it because that's what happens with Superman and Superwoman because what happens is like they feel like, I've put all this time, I've put all this effort, can you not see this? So they take criticism, even if it's constructive, very personally. So just take criticism for what it is to help you be better, to do better. Do not take it personally. It's not about you. It is about the task. It is about the thing. It is about helping that organization or your business become better. And as you become more tuned into your own internal validation, self-validation coming from yourself, and then start nurturing your own inner confidence and you seeing yourself as a worthy, competent person, you will be able to take the pressure off yourself and start seeing how much work is reasonable. And of course, uh, when you learn to leave work a bit earlier, spend more time with your family, nurture your gifts and talents, you know, have that hobby and share it with friends and people close to you, you will realize that that's the best gift you can give yourself not only for your mental health, but also a break. Give yourself a break from that work. There is a unique purpose and divine calling that only you can feel in this world. As a trailblazing professional, it is very likely that you are extremely gifted. You have a lot of talents, skills, and experiences that you bring to the table. You are multi-passionate and have lots and lots of bright ideas and amazing contributions to share with the world. But sometimes you feel very overwhelmed as you're not too sure where to start and what to focus on. You need a clear strategy and a step-by-step action plan to support you. Do not worry, I get it. Why? Because I was there. Your purpose is as unique as you are and will definitely evolve as you move through life. And sometimes it's the most unconventional path that could lead you to your true north. This journey can sometimes be very hazy and ambiguous, and you'll find that you desire to have someone who gets it, 
a companion on this journey, someone objective, non-judgmental, but knowledgeable, someone who took their own leap of faith into the unknown and came out safely on the other side to walk closely with you, someone compassionate, but also unbiased, who can really help you see your areas of strength and help you figure out what and where to pay attention to, help you see your blind spots and what to leverage on in whichever season of life you're in. If you're serious about creating your life by design, not by default, then let's speak. Please go to the show notes and you'll find a link to schedule your 30-minute complimentary clarity call with me. Go on, do it. Best decision you will make. The third type of imposter is the one that we call the natural genius. Yours truly feels like they fit in this category. <laughs> Some of you who know me personally will be like, yeah, she, she, she could be in this category. And what Dr. Valerie Yang says is that people with this competence type believe that they need to be a natural genius. As much as they judge their competence-based ease and speed as opposed to their efforts, in, in other words, what happens is that if you're in this category, if you take longer than normal to master something, shame comes up. So for example, when I started my business, there's some concepts that, you know, in the coaching world, especially in the online space, things like developing sales funnels, marketing funnels, developing, you know, your online brand, building your digital presence, so things I'd never heard of because I was in the corporate space and they were very foreign to me. And I took some time to master some of these phenomenons. And for me, I'm like, why is it taking me so long to understand how to build a funnel? Why is it taking me so long to understand the various jargons, opt-ins, lead magnets, lead generations, conversion rates, all this jargon for my industry? And please uh, don't think about the words I'm using. I'm just giving an example for the work that I do. And coming from the corporate space at the level that I was, I was like, these things should just come naturally to me. But no, this is a brand new world I was venturing into and I was not giving myself grace. Because what happens with this type of imposter that, as I said, I feel could be where I was and have worked very hard to get out of, they set their internal bar very, very high, almost impossibly high, just like perfectionists. And that's why this uh, category of the natural genius and the perfectionists, they're like twins, fast cousins. But natural genius types don't just judge themselves based on their ridiculously high expectations, but they also judge themselves based on getting things right the first time round. So if you try something for the first time and it doesn't work, there you are. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I not doing right when they're not able to do something quickly or with fluency or seamlessly, they start sounding off these alarm bells to themselves. If you're not sure that this applies to you, I'm going to ask you some questions. Are you one of those people that is used to excelling without much effort? Hand raised here. 
Do you have a track record of getting straight A's or really doing exceptionally well in everything that you do? Were you told frequently as a child that you were the smart one in your family or even in school? Your teacher said, what a brilliant, smart child. Raise my hand here. Do you dislike the idea of having mentorship or feeling like someone is telling you what to do because in your head you feel that you can handle things on your own? Is that familiar? Fortunately for me, this does not apply because what has really helped me skyrocket in my life and business is mentorship. And I would encourage you, especially as a natural genius, to get a third eye, to get somebody who can look at things from outside your own very skewed perspective of life. And when you're faced, that was just a side note, when you're faced with a setback, does your confidence tumble? Because not performing well brings out feelings of shame. This is where we really go deep into our feelings, deep into those places that sometimes we do not want to go to. Do you often avoid challenges because it's so uncomfortable, especially to try something that you're not really great at? This is how you know where you lie in this imposter syndrome scale. I want to give you a tip that is very practical here to move past this natural genius where you set these exceptionally high standards and expectations for yourself. Try seeing yourself as a work in progress. I think for me that has been my biggest solution where I have moved out of my head and I'm like, you know what, Joanne, you are a work in progress. Because accomplishing great things, whether in your corporate career or in your entrepreneurial work, in your calling, it's not a joke. Accomplishing great things in life involves lifelong learning and skill building on the daily. There is no day that passes where I am not learning or where I'm not teaching or where I'm not in an environment that will foster growth. So I want to say this, how are you developing your lifelong learning? How are you developing your skills? How are you mastering your work? How are you mastering your trade? If you're a coach, how are you becoming a better coach? Because I've learned for me, even the most confident person, right? This is something that can really, really affect you. So rather than beating yourself up when you do not reach your impossibly high standards. I want you to think and ask yourself, what are specific changeable behaviors that you can improve over time? So for example, for me as a natural quote-unquote genius, one of the things I'm very keen is I have to ask what I don't know. So I have no issues whatsoever asking my team members How can we improve this? Show me how we can do this better. How can we enforce this or the other, even that I don't know? For example, I'm learning how to do TikTok videos and I was very uncomfortable initially. 
I said, I'm not going to go, go dancing around and doing those things. And my team were like, you don't have to. There are other ways that we can work around that. And I'm like, I'm ready to learn. Show me. Another thing is, if you want to have more impact, for example, at the office, it's much more productive to focus on honing your presentation skills, maybe by attending Toastmasters or asking somebody who is good at speaking to guide you and help you. Then immediately people asking you to speak at the office and you say, like, I'm just not good at that and think that you're not going to do it. And that's why you need to be open to moving from that fixed mindset that is holding you back. That fixed mindset that makes you think that you're, you know, you're born talented or skilled. And then you get frustrated easily and jump from one thing to the other because you're not meeting your own standards. And then thinking to yourself that everybody else is achieving success while you're still behind because you're not willing to get that support that you need. So how do we fix this? We fix this genius complex by cultivating a growth mindset. What is a growth mindset, you may ask me? A growth mindset is the belief that with effort, you can improve your abilities, your skills, and your talents. So this work of the fixed mindset and the growth mindset was conducted by Dr. Caroline Dweck, Dr. Carol Dweck, you can check her out. And it's such amazing work. So understanding that once you adopt this growth mindset, you can improve your abilities, you can improve your skills, and you can improve your talents. The fourth one out of the five is what can be referred to as the soloist, or in some of the research work that I have done, we also refer to them as the rugged individualists. The rugged individualist believes that they can do everything themselves and they will never reach out for help. That's a soloist as well. They believe that asking others for anything is a sign of weakness. After all, shouldn't they know what they are doing? So as a rugged individualist, let me know if this is familiar. Think to yourself, do you feel like you need more time to prepare and you prefer solo projects versus group tasks? When you're, say, on a Zoom call and people are going into breakout rooms to discuss something, you're like, oh my God, let me leave. I'll come back when they finish because you just want to do things on your own. You don't ask for help, even if you need it. So you will spend 10 hours trying to create a graphic where Russ, you can ask somebody and pay them. And in 10, 15 minutes, they will have done that graphic. So how is it serving you being a soloist? How is it serving you being a ragged individualist? And what happens is you feel like the more you ask for help from others, it reveals your fraud status. It reveals your phoniness. It's okay to be independent, my darlings, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. Your worth is not based by you struggling to prove a point for something that somebody else can help you. And I want to say this, you know, 
as a soloist, ask yourself, who are the top five people that you spend the most time with? If there are people who build your dreams rather than crush your dreams, then I would suggest that you naturally start learning from them. One of the biggest tips that I give my clients who suffer with imposter syndrome and are in this category is to join a mastermind. I run a mastermind course called The Next Level on Purpose, which helps women who are looking to grow and move to the next level with their vision, with their leadership, with their purpose, really hone in these skills so that when they step out, this imposter syndrome is not something that they really will struggle with. And when they do, they have the tools to help them work through it. We look at aspects like faith. How can you use faith as currency to help you in your life and in your business? How do you leverage on the networks that you have? Those are some of the things that we do in the next level on Purpose Mastermind. So if you're one of those soloists and you're like, I really need support outside myself, I would recommend you join a mastermind or some group where you're with other incredible people who can support you and help you move forward. So if you feel that this does not apply to you, I'm going to give you some questions and you can see if you fit into this category. Do you family, do you have that conviction, that deep conviction that you need to accomplish things on your own? Oh, I don't need anybody's help. I can figure this out. Does that sound like you? Do you frame requests in terms of the requirement of the project rather than stating it as your needs as a person? So you're talking about things, this project requires this or the other, rather than saying, I would love if you could help me do this or the other. And I want to say this, there is absolutely no shame in asking for help when you need it. If you don't know how to do something, reach out for help. There's always somebody willing to help. If you can figure out how to sort a problem, get help from a coach. Get help from your team. Get help from a co-worker. I believe that on the other side of your ask, there's somebody very excited somebody more than willing to stretch out their hands to support you. And the last category of the imposter syndrome is the expert. And the experts measure their competence based on what and how much they know or they can do. And an expert has this underlying belief that they will never know enough. And where their imposter syndrome comes in is they fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. Let me ask you something, because this one is very, very, very common with my women, with some of the clients I work with. A job role is advertised and you know very well that you can apply for it, but somehow you say to yourself, just because of one thing that is there that has been put in the list of requirements for the job, say 12 requirements, you meet 11. But the one that you do not meet, 
you immediately disqualify yourself. And you then shy away from applying from that job. Or are you permanently running after shiny object syndromes? Shiny object syndrome is where you want to learn the next best thing. You hear there's a new coach in town, there's a new course in town, there's a new certification. You're like, I'm going, I need to learn this before I can put anything out in the market. So you're constantly seeking out new trainings. You're constantly joining each and every webinar that there is. You're signing up for every certification because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed. Yet you're the most qualified person there is. You've been in your role for a long time and that's why you have a lot of mastery in your area but you still relate to those feelings of, I still need to learn more. Do you shudder when someone says you're an expert and you find yourself mumbling under your breath and you're like, what are they saying? Or expert in what? Yet you're super qualified. Indeed, and this is a fact, because I teach and I'm learning and I'm a lifelong learner, it's true that you will never have full monopoly in terms of knowledge. It is true that there is always more to learn. Striving to bulk up your skill set will definitely help you make strides professionally and keep you competitive in the job market. But this on the flip side can be taken too far with a tendency to endlessly seek out more information and this can come out as a form of procrastination, where you keep saying, until I add one more certification, I add one more webinar, I add one more feather to my cap, whatever that is for you, then will I do this? I am a life coach and before I can even serve clients, I want to do EFT, I want to do NLP. You don't need to know what those terms are in the neuro-linguistic programming and all that. And it's so easy for you to be caught up by the newest shiny object syndrome because as you go and learn your NLP, you hear there's RTTP and then another one comes and another one comes and you end up procrastinating. And there are people who are waiting for you to serve them. And I want to say this, you are needed in the world and what you know, what you have mastered up until now is sufficient because all you need to be is two or three steps ahead of the person that you're teaching. That's it. So how do we cure this one? We do this by you practicing just-in-time learning. And this is something that has been very helpful for me. What is just-in-time learning? It means acquiring a skill when you need it. So for example, when your responsibilities change, you get a new job role. You learning the new skill that is attached to your new role, rather than just holding knowledge for false comfort. I hope you grasp that. Just-in-time learning has really sorted me out. Instead of sitting and learning years back as a new coach, how to run Facebook ads, because that's the thing everybody needs to know. That is what everybody is emphasizing. And my business has run organically. I'm like, since my business is organic at this point, 
when the time comes for me to start rolling out Instagram ads and Facebook ads, and guess what? I am going to practice just-in-time learning. I'm going to sign up for the Facebook ad course. I'm going to sign up for the Facebook ads experts to help me navigate this platform now with the skills that I have. Can I leverage organically the market that has been given me? How can I use this podcast? How can I use my social media platforms? How can I use my Instagram? How can I use my Facebook? How can I use my TikTok? How can I use my Twitter right now without inundating myself with unnecessary knowledge just for the sake of learning? And another way that you can really discover your inner expert is mentoring your junior colleagues or having an intern. And in my case, every time I hire new staff, we have VAs working with me. I train them myself. I have full-time staff now. How do we do that? I mentor them and I train them. And that way I am able to extrapolate knowledge that was somewhere filed, you know, in my own mental closet. When you share what you know, it not only benefits others, but it also helps you heal your fraudulent feelings. No matter the profile that you fit in, whether it's the expert, whether it's the soloist, whether it's a perfectionist, I want to say this to you. If you struggle, with this imposter syndrome, you're far from alone. And it has been revealed that 70% of people will experience imposter syndrome at some point in their career. So as I wind this up, I want to say this. I have given you the information that you need. I want you to understand that every accomplishment did not come to you by chance. Neither did it come to you through charm. Neither did it come to you through connections or any other external factor. You have worked hard to create the success that you have built up until this point. And it is very unfair and unkind to yourself to look at what is so beautiful in you as pure chance. And then allowing imposter syndrome to prevent you from living out the best of your purpose and your calling. So I sincerely hope that this episode will give you so much courage, will give you so much confidence to start accepting and embracing your capabilities as the next level woman on purpose, that you're taking every step in your journey mastering your skills, mastering your knowledge, getting the support that you need, not procrastinating, taking every leap of faith, knowing that you're a capable individual who has been put in this time and season to support those who have been called to you. And being obedient in your calling Don't waste time when an idea comes to you. Don't let imposter syndrome stop you because delayed obedience is still disobedience. So I want to encourage you to put that crown on your head. Walk with boldness, walk with confidence and understand that every gift, every skill, every talent, 
every experience has been given to you so that you can shine your light in this world. The world needs your brilliance. The world needs your skills. The world needs you to share your light with it. Because in this dark world, it's you, the light worker. It is you, the compassionate, kind person that will make a difference. And especially in these times that have been very tumultuous, times have been very challenging for many. This is the time for you to step out of that imposter syndrome and to say to yourself that, you know what? Everything that I know and everything that I have has been deposited into me for such a time as this. I'm going to go out into the world and I'm going to share happily and confidently because the time is now. And what is now, now is no opportunity wasted. Go ahead and do it. The world is waiting for you. So until the next episode of The Next Level on Papa's podcast, look at the notes, the show notes. Look for ways that we can interact better. Follow me on my social media handles and let's interact on the socials as well. Go and see me trying out things that are not comfortable, like my TikTok, Papa's Cultivator. Go and see me there. See me trying new things on Instagram at purpose underscore cultivator. Follow me on Facebook. See all the lives that I'm doing. In fact, I recently launched my YouTube channel as well. And I'm like, I do not know how to do this. However, with the skills and the expertise and the support that I need from my team, we will figure it out. And now the channel is growing slowly but steadily. Never despise the days of humble beginnings because it is from there that great things happen. But first, process everything that I've shared with you today because knowledge is what will help you and it is the truth that will set you free. So do not despise this imposter syndrome. Now you know what it is. Instead, work on yourself. I've given you tools that you can use and then go on, go on and do your thing. Go on and be authentic. Go on and be transparent. Go on and be you and slay in your lane. So until the next episode, I will love you and leave you. Thank you so much for being here with me on the podcast, always listening to the weekly editions. Go back to the beginning if you haven't. We have had such amazing episodes with amazing people. And until next time, this is Coach Joanne. I'm so excited for what is to come and I cannot wait to support you in your next level on purpose. 